Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Rock out with your cock out, everyone. It's episode 109 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. Also, Mark and Sarah speak in their regular accents let's, most of the time. Uh, with me today, as every day, is my esteemed and fandiferous co-host, Sarah D. Bunting. I made up that word for you. <laughs> I can't wait to um, like retcon in Latin what that actually means. Hello, Mark. How are Hi. you? Well, Sarah, you can elucidate for the readers why I started this episode speaking in such a crazy way. What song have you chosen for us to discuss today? Um, I chose Def Leppard's Pour Some Sugar on Me. Uh, I would like to tell you a whole like wonderful story about why I chose this song. But I think I just, uh, inspired by our current um, Patreon promotion, about which more in a moment, uh, I think I just like hit iTunes Shuffle and was like, let's see what inspires me. And that came up. Or no, Def Leppard's photograph came up. And I was like, you know... I think we should do some Def Leppard, but I believe I offered you a choice. No, you just you just two. dropped this sugar bomb right on me, and I said, okay. and I said thank you. Interesting, um, because I do feel like although it's definitely the same band, there were two distinct periods of Def Leppard. Photograph was early-ish '80s, and this is late '80s when we were all sort of turning that corner into extremely huge hair and like outre glam metal whatever that was but this was also their comeback after their drummer rick i forget which rick it is literally everyone except the lead singer in that band <laughs> named rick, suffered a car accident and lost an arm and had to sort of relearn his craft um at the drums um but i am extremely interested to hear about your experiences with this song if any at the time because i was 15 and it was just sort of like everywhere in my life um Mm -hmm. but before we get into that why don't we hear a clip uh and then we can discuss here is pour some sugar on me Oh, Sarah, you've chosen many fine clips in our time together on this podcast, but dare I say that might be the finest clip you've ever selected. Is that so? Tell me because more. Because it just encapsulates 
everything about this song that I love. Like the 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 completely shameless sex talk of this song. Uh-huh. I, here's the thing. Okay. Oh god, where to start? Back you've got a song like Cherry Pie by Warren, right? And that's which I also Which love. is great. I mean, let's not ever dispute that. But Cherry Pie to me is a song that it's like it's not even trying to be witty about its overt uh, comparisons of food and lady bits. And I just <laughs> think that Def Leppard didn't have to go the extra mile, but they did go the extra mile with this song because you get lyrics like, you got the peaches, I got the cream. Okay, gross, but still. And then sweet to, ta- uh-huh. sweet to taste, saccharine. And the mispronunciation of the word saccharine Maybe that's how the British say it. I don't know. I just think that that little bit of extra linguistic uh, effort makes this song so fucking satisfying because it's smart people being stupid, and I just love it. And paired with one of the great 1980s rock screams in Joe Elliott, whose voice is not beautiful, but is perfectly suited for his dress. Yes. Perfectly suited. I did not think he was that cute back then, but watching this video now, I'm like, I would. Because here's the thing. These lyrics are fairly troubling, probably, and could be seen as part of that spectrum of, um, like, pornography and the objectification of women in all creative endeavors, creating a dynamic that is in praise of the ersatz. Because <laughs> um, saccharine. Uh, but this, uh, it is like the perfect marriage of, um, of like form and function in a way. And I also feel like it's pretty... Uh, like, I mean, obviously it's sex positive, but it's also fairly cheerful that he's like, I really want you to pour some sugar on me. But if we, yes. you don't, we're not going to have a problem. I just really think it would be great if you pour yes. some sugar on me. Um, one lump, possibly two. <laughs> you know, I could go for two lumps. But like, here's another thing about this song that I, it does feel a little bit. Um, machined, like uh, built in a lab, but it's built so well that yes. it's like, well, all right, uh, like technically a Mercedes is like fake also. It like, doesn't come from nature, but it's still a Mercedes. And I here's where I want to talk about our like impressions of the song now versus then, because this song was literally everywhere, everywhere. Uh, this whole album was everywhere. You could not get through a day without hearing this or Armageddon it or seeing this video. Or Love Bites. Yeah. like Oh, God. I hated Love Bites. Um, Rocket, but, I think, was on this album, right? Yes. That was it. Yeah, that was a pretty good track. Um, and I, like, it did get to a point where it was like, I was just exhausted. By the song like I feel like we when we went on our like high school trip to Washington this was like all anyone was listening to on your cassette Walkman and there was like a period of a few years I guess college where this music was like aggressively out of fashion like grunge which is not that different from it 
came in and took its lunch. Yes. And this, I would never have, like, in the 90s or the aughts even, been like, this kind of music is going to come back around and it's going to have aged pretty well. But it has. And it has, for me at least. I think that this is actually, like, it is very of its time. But it has come through that and not it doesn't seem dated it just seems like a good exemplar of what was happening in 1988 eight yes so now i just want to take a little break to discuss the fact that when i was five years old i confidently said to my dad that i was going to be marrying cindy lopper someday so that's why he needed to take me to see her in concert in chattanooga tennessee i remember standing in his office explaining this to him but he said no which i guess i understand uh but still it seemed wrong to me and the sad thing is i still have never had a chance to see cindy lopper in concert which i would obviously love to do because she has like three thousand songs that i love she's a pop legend she's won grammys and uh emmys and a Tony. And the good news is that she is on tour this summer with another pop legend, Rod Stewart, who has also had so many hit songs, who has also won so many awards. And they're going on tour together across this great country, including a stop at the Reno Events Center on August 28th. So if you would like to see Rod Stewart and Cyndi Lauper, these great music legends, performing together at the Reno Events Center, just call 1-888-288-1833 or go to Ticketmaster.com. The show is presented by the Roe and Harris Reno, and I might be thanking them for helping my pop music marriage dreams come true. Well, and I was nine years old in the summer of 1988 when this song was on its way to number two. And I really, very clearly remember being on a trip to Florida with my grandparents and my two cousins. Oh, dear. <laughs> and we watched this music video and we had to turn it down so that our grandparents could not hear because clearly we knew. Uh, my cousin Andy was 10. I was nine. My cousin Lisa was eight. <laughs> you know, sort of stair steps in that way. But we all knew right. that we weren't supposed to be listening to Pour Some Sugar on Me because I yeah, was like... like even as a kid, you're like, I got the cream. He's not really talking about dairy. Yes. Well, He's here's not. the thing. By this, by the summer of 88, I had already taught myself a lot about sex by reading the encyclopedias in my school library and <laughs> was able to... I actually kind of knew what this was about for the can most I, part. Can I interrupt and ask, is this the same cousin that you did the whole... You did the whole... You were like... Uh, a, just married mark and lisa yes that is in fact lisa that's the same cousin yes i i feel like perhaps lisa needs to come on this podcast (laughs) lisa is gonna feel about that or you for that matter but uh (laughs) but lisa's got a story to tell yeah a bunch why why was i telling the story about that's about that show that we made i i don't remember i don't remember either but i just because we were like living in Miami without a worry. Anyway, just married. You can't look <laughs> it up. But if you could, you should. Point being. Yeah. I, and yet, so I, I really did know what this song was about uh, uh, pretty much by the time I was nine. And I can remember startling my parents when I was just a little bit older by making some pretty raunchy jokes <laughs> of my own devising. Um, you know, 
then it was just a few years later, as you know, I was trying to convince my dad that I didn't know what songs were about. Now that I think about it, maybe that's why that didn't work. <laughs> well, reason. and also, I think there there does come a point in everyone's like loss of innocence where it's like, oh, this is what all the songs are about, including yes. like Brahms. But anyway. Well, you know, what's so funny is songs like this, of course, I clocked. But then I can remember being in seventh or eighth grade, I guess eighth grade. And finally understanding what the 10,000 Maniac song Jezebel was about. Because Natalie Merchant's lyrics a bit more elliptical than uh-huh. the straight-ahead Def Leppard canon. So it's not like I had <laughs> figured Def it all Leopard out. Canon. So one uh. of the things I want to go back to, because I completely agree with you, is why is this song so good, even though it is so clearly offensive? Like, it, there is actually no way on paper to be someone who considers oneself a feminist and also be like pour some sugar on me crank it up and yet i do consider myself to be a feminist i know that you do and mm-hmm. i i'm ready to blast it out and i think it has something to do sarah with what you said about the song being pretty friendly <laughs> it, yeah like it's not I mean, it's um, problematic, but it stops at problematic. Like, yes. do, do you want to set out to write this song today as a, like, woke man feminist? Maybe not. And there's also, okay, let me just tell you of a story that happened on my old lady walk. The other day during which I was blast, yeah, blasting this uh repeatedly obviously along with armageddon it because why not it's good old lady walking music yes i just remembered like there's a moment in the bridge where it is sort of like you know i've got the peaches you've or like you've got the peaches i've got the cream or whatever and like there is a moment in there where you can kind of imagine in your mind's eye that this is like happening in his hotel room and he's just locked the door and this poor woman is like, I really don't want our peaches, my peaches and your cream to mix. <laughs> but I got myself into this. So then I started thinking of that famous Law and Order episode <laughs> featuring C Square. Oh yeah! Oh my and God! Where and it was Essipate. It was uh, Van Buren who was like, she was raped. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Ben Stone reading some of the band's lyrics in court and he's like you ain't my woman you my bitch and (laughs) michael moriarty's delivery of that is so just disgusted on behalf of his uh woman constituents and it's one of the great line deliveries of the ben stone era i started thinking about that and i started laughing so hard that i actually had to be like hashtag old lady bent over gasping for air because it was just really like it was a it was a good memory, but I I do think that in rock and roll there is always that undercurrent of non consenting danger. Yes, that I think is unfortunately part of its dark appeal, and part of what parents subjected to about you know when Bobby Soxers are like freaking out about Chuck Berry, they're like oh. That that's bad because there's going to be fucking and it's not all going to be it's not all going to be what everybody wants to do. So you're so right. And yet here we are rocking out. And I feel like this is a song that 
seems to just be celebrating the fact that people want to get laid. And in 1988, most of those songs were being sung by men or Madonna. Yeah. And we and in 1988, this was about as raunchy and aggressive as things got. But now in 2018, women have certainly made a place for themselves in pop music in their ability to sing about their desire to go ahead and get some. We celebrate. And so many songs have been written that are overtly demeaning the woman who is being lusted after in that C-square way that this song, it's like there's something so playful about it. And also, it's not, I want to put my cream on your peaches. It's like, hey, put your peaches on me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like here, we, here we both are with our respective halves of this dessert treat, which are not quite the same without one another. So how about we merge them? Because, yeah, and it's like there's something about the playfulness of the invitation. Again, maybe off stage, Def Leppard, who knows? But at the end of the day, it's like I do not think that it is perforce a bad thing for a man to sing about wanting to get with a woman. Like yeah. that's not in and of itself. Like wanting to hook up with someone you think is hot is actually not problematic. And inviting someone to hook up with you like yeah like it's it 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 requires and mandates conversation among all consent among all adult parties but yeah but it's like you know there's nothing wrong with like it is it a little bit annoying that he's like well please pour some sugar on me and then implied is like and then lick it off right and then like then we're gonna have to do a bunch of laundry like this is you know (laughs) Justice for not involving food in sex play. Maybe it's just me, but after one carton of Cool Whip. Oh, or one horrible Thanksgiving when Andrew and I bought some soy-based whipped cream and then thought, well, the night before Thanksgiving, let's see if this can be enjoyable in our... Oh, oh, it was so (laughs) gross. It was like the worst... The showers had to be taken after immediately after to get the sticky residue. It was just not sexy at all. I uh, it really it really isn't. And then you're just like every time you see it after that, you're like, <laughs> shudder. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. It's really not. Um. Also, d- doing it in the shower, like often more trouble than it's worth. Oh God! Just my Somebody's opinion. always cold. <laughs> <laughs> it really. Yeah. No. Um, listeners feel free to disagree. Here was my point, which I'm sure I had one. Oh, right. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Like that seems like a lot of work maybe for the woman. Cause like there's the pouring and then there's the licking and then presumably he's like still sitting in a chair and she's like on top doing the work. But I mean, she doesn't have to do it. He's just like, I would really like it if this happened. Cause I think you're hot. Yes. And let's also not overlook the fact that, and you can use stevia if you want. I'm an open-minded guy. Exactly. And let's not <laughs> overlook the fact that this song's melody and uh, build are really great. Like, also, it's a catchy-ass song. And yeah. I feel like that's another thing that maybe these bands don't get enough credit for. These are really solid pop songs. Like, you, they're fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if he just were like, well, you know, why don't you pour some sugar on me? Like in his normal speaking voice and be like, well, I do like a British accent. I don't know. 
he brings the whole like band onto the stage and sings this to me during the sound check and sings it just like that with that scream and those harmonies like sure i will pour some sugar on you i'll pour some sugar on the whole band you got me well and i i went to see them i went to see def leppard in concert with my uncle tim when i was in uh eighth grade actually and that was the time that they had just released the follow-up to this album so it had the song let's get rocked on it um adrenalize was the name of that album right and it was a really fun concert they were really great showmen they were funny they sounded great i remember just really digging the beat of the music and i was someone at this point who was mostly interested in mariah carey and tori amos but def leppard man they were really fun and uh yeah i i got it in the room i remember so clearly being like yes this is great music yeah, because this is not necessarily the kind of thing that, like, I wouldn't necessarily have bet, like, oh, Mark will love this song. Because no, I can see why. Like, yeah. yeah, that I'm like, oh, that's like a hot guitar rock scream thing that it's like, uh, most of Led Zeppelin is like a little, there's too many elves and I don't, like, it's a little overt and medieval times and I don't necessarily need it but there's some right. of it that i'm like dang and you're like who cares so uh, like <laughs> i'm never sure when it comes down to these like um some of the more uh directly phallic guitar work <laughs> that it's like hmm. i don't know if uh mark's boxers are going to be on the floor i guess we'll find out but uh so who know you know who knew um the more overtly cocular Yes. Guitar work, if Cock- you will. Cocular. I mean, we are both, you know, cocculists. Yeah. Of, of near professional stature. I, I, um, I, I, you may recall I was anointed the Duchess of D. So, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I am glad that we revisited this song. And I'm also glad, um, uh, like, on behalf of Def Leppard, that, like, this song... Oh my God! Kill me thirty years later, it like it holds up. That it's it like sure okay, does. you're still going to be getting some royalties for this in your uh, grand old age, and uh, I I salute you. Pass the pass the sweet and low. I'm I'm into it. And now pardon me while I go put on a tank top with a Union Jack on it, and then pour stevia all over myself. <laughs> you are excused to do so. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastass. And as always, thank you for listening.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.